everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde, and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. I hope you enjoyed part one of The Pivot, and today I'm going to unpack some of the lessons learned. So I say some because there are many, including some practical financial considerations that I think people should evaluate before making a career pivot. So I'm definitely going to unpack the financial part on a later episode and on social media, so stay tuned for that. But today, I'm going to dig into the five lessons I learned while navigating the period of imbalance and subsequent pivot. So let's start with number one. Ask for what you want in your career and in life. There are so many situations where people miss out on opportunities because they're just afraid to ask, or they just assume the answer will be no. Lots of people have asked me, how did you get a sabbatical approved? The simple answer is, I asked. I have to admit that initially, I didn't think it was possible. The timing wasn't ideal for one of my main cases. It took a state of overwhelm and time-sensitive opportunity to give me the courage to ask, but I did. And with that said, I think there's certainly some steps you can take to help make your case, which I plan to unpack on social media as well. So make sure you're following No Straight Path on IG. But the biggest takeaway is asking. Asking for a lateral move in the company. Asking for a flexible schedule. Asking for work and a different expertise. Asking for help finding a mentor or sponsor. Even asking for a promotion. After, you know, understanding the office politics around this ask, of course, but always come with a plan to advocate for yourself and think about how your ask aligns with the business incentives of the company. I've heard from a number of people in leadership positions that they're disappointed to hear that an employee was unhappy after they quit. They said that they wish they would have known so that they could help resolve the issue. Now, every workplace is different. But most companies are trying to retain talent, and you guys are all talented. (laughs) So having a conversation could get you a step closer to what you really want. Remember to ask. Number two, tap into your authentic self when making a career pivot. So a big theme we've been exploring in the podcast is authenticity and self-awareness. I truly believe that making decisions aligned with who you are before the world told you who to be will help you lead a happier and healthier life. This is exactly why I ask guests to start with their childhood. I not only ask them to reflect on how they grew up, but I ask them to tell me about the attributes and characteristics family members use to describe them. I notice that the happiest, purpose-driven, and what I deem most successful people are the people who are leaning into their innate childhood qualities. One childhood quality for me is dance. I just love to do it anytime. If I have a week where I did not dance to Soka, I am less fulfilled. I'm less happy. Another thing I noticed with respect to this pivot is that I was a child that took calculated risks. And one particular childhood memory comes to mind. So I was in gymnastics growing up. And I remember before attempting to do back walkovers, so a gymnastics move on the benches on the playground in elementary school, I practiced on the ground for months. Once I was confident in my ability, I did a back walkover on a bench during recess. Now, in retrospect, this was risky and a little dangerous, or maybe more than a little dangerous. 
because if I fell, I'd hit the concrete pavement and could have seriously injured myself. But my eight-year-old brain thought I could do it because I felt prepared. To me, it was a calculated risk. And that's a pattern I've noticed about myself. If I do enough work to prepare and feel confident in my abilities, I'll take the risk. So naturally, I take the risk of putting my legal career on hold to pursue the podcast. But it wasn't that easy. What I realized in my own journey is that sometimes your environment can make it harder to access your authentic self. So as many of you know, I assess risk for living as a white-collar attorney. I think about how everything can go wrong in a specific scenario and advise the client accordingly. I've also read and litigated cases where a lot does go wrong in a business transaction. In addition, lawyers are often risk-averse. A combination of the work and people have changed me to a certain extent. But deep down, that's not really me. I had to cut out the noise and go with my gut. As I said, I'm a calculated risk type, so I'm glad I leaned into it. So when you're making a pivot or a big change, go back to your childhood. Try to figure out if this move is aligned with your authentic self. I think this exercise will help you find clarity. Number three, think about regret when you're contemplating a pivot. Ask yourself, will I regret this? In my last episode, my journal entry made me realize that I would really regret passing up this opportunity. But there was something else that I didn't mention. I had a painful physical reaction to the thought of passing up this opportunity. I remember having this conversation with a friend and out of concern for me, she said that my mental health was important. It is the most important thing, which I completely agreed with. And she said, if I couldn't balance everything, then maybe I should step back from the podcast. And in that moment, I just remember, I was like, oh my gosh, no. (laughs) And my heart sank and I got a pit in my stomach and that was a sign. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to how regret might make you feel, the thought of regret when it comes to a specific scenario. Number four, don't define yourself by external measures of success. So I know I talk about this lesson a lot, given my experience with career setbacks. I talk a lot about it on part one of this episode series, but I realized that I actually hadn't put it to the test for a while. And many of us are guilty of knowing that something is true, but not actually internalizing it when it comes to our own lives. And for me, it's consistently healthy eating. (laughs) Probably I've mentioned it a few times. I'm working on it. I know what I need to eat, but I don't always do it. And I think that is applicable to defining yourself by external measures of success. You know that you shouldn't be defined by these things, but they still exist. And we still care to a certain extent because it helps us move to the next level, whether it be in our career or in life. And in part two of my conversation with my good friend, Doc Oswald, the doctor, I'm not sure if you guys remember that conversation, definitely take a listen if you haven't already. But we talk about defining yourself by these external measures of success. And he beautifully touches on this point. So let's take a listen. You don't have to go to grad school. You don't have to get that job. You don't have to do those things, right? These are not requirements to live. There is no requisite that said that these things are things you have to do, right? So if you're doing them, it's because you feel that like this is a way that I'm living in my values and I'm aligning in my truth. 
And these are the things that the world told me that are the metrics that I have to get through to get to that next space. And it's like, okay, fine. But like, recognize that for what it is. Okay. Do not associate your self-worth and your self-value with what societal constructs have placed on you. All right. So I just love this. He has such an eloquent way of putting things into perspective. After my interview with Doc, I was like, I need to talk to you every month. Can you be my therapist? Uh, Which makes sense because he does have a degree in psychiatry as well. But I realized that during this period of imbalance and subsequent pivot, my confidence in my abilities and self-worth weren't shaken by external measures of success. On the last episode, I said that I felt like I was failing because I was being pulled in so many different directions, but I actually want to edit that language. I didn't feel like I was failing. I was just really overwhelmed. And at the time, I was actually proud of the work I was doing. I was producing meaningful content on a weekly basis for the podcast and producing quality work product at my firm. The issue was external measurements used to meet business expectations. So for the podcast, it's downloads and audience growth. And for the law firm, it's the billable hour. Both jobs require a lot to meet these expectations. So I had to choose. But when I was juggling everything, I didn't question my value or self-worth. And old Ashley would have. I would have been like freaking out, like what's wrong with me? I'm not smart enough. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not staying up late enough. I can't, you know, why can't I do all of this? I would just be in a more anxiety written space where I was attaching my mood and my self-worth to that period of imbalance. And like Doc said, these are the metrics that the world told me I need to get to the next level but I was able to recognize it for what it was. They're just external measurements. They don't define me and I have everything I need within me. And the final lesson, number five is give yourself grace. Now, I know you've probably heard this one before, but I just wanted to give you that reminder because it was something that I needed during this time. Every step you take, Be proud of it and keep moving forward at whatever pace is feasible. We all have a lot going on and it may feel like you're not getting where you want to be fast enough. Or you might be struggling with your own pivot decision. It can be a tough decision. There are a lot of factors to weigh. So take your time, take an inventory of what you're already doing and be proud of it. Take it day by day. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share this episode with friends and family. And if you like what you hear, please go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to rate the show. It helps other listeners find No Straight Path. Let's spread the message, everyone, and make sure that millennials feel less alone. There's no straight path in your career and life, and that's okay. It's honestly what makes the journey exciting. So let's get inspired together. I hope you have a great week.